Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I'm excited to bring you a Colorado elk rut report from Brady Van Sickle from Denver, Colorado. Brady, how you doing? Good, Jay. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the report. I'm down here in South Central Colorado. Uh, in this moon uh, over this last few days has been tough. Uh, the elk seem, you know, as hot as it's been, the elk, you know, are just kind of getting going. Uh, but that moon kind of shut them down. Uh, before we get into it, I want to ask you a little bit about yourself and, and where you're from. You, you mentioned Denver, uh, but talk a little bit about your background in hunting, a little bit about yourself, so it gives the listeners kind of a feel for it. Definitely, definitely. I was born and raised in Denver. Um, spent a lot of time in Grand County and Route County. Um, I've, I've, I've grown up hunting the Continental Divide, uh, Middle Park area, so I've got a lot of experience and kind of know the different drainages the animals used to flow. Um, I, I, I hunt a lot of times on the eastern plains for mule deer and white-tailed deer. As uh, a lot of times in Colorado with the, the preference point system, it's kind of tough to draw that later season, uh, fourth season mule deer tag in the mountains to hunt them in the rut. But uh, I grew up bow hunting, grew up late season rifle hunting, I kind of split time between chasing, chasing trophy and chasing meat, you know, between bow and rifle. So spent a lot of time in the woods uh up until i had kids i was hunting almost 100 days a year splitting you know different species different animals waterfowl everything so on and so forth down in the front range we get we get quite a bit of good waterfowling so um but yeah i do spend quite a bit of time in the mountains anytime i can i get my kids up there my kids love going chasing animals and scouting animals with me and and setting set trail cams so on and so forth uh, Brady, you've been out in the woods uh, chasing elk uh, here this year. You haven't harvested yet. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on as far as the rut cycle, uh, the bugling behavior, you know, just what's going on out there in Colorado, what you've witnessed over the last couple weeks. Over the last couple weeks, this moon's kind of had everything kind of on a different swing. Uh, these, these elk are sitting super low on the mountain, um, down in that 9,000-foot range. Seems like they're all seeking to get to the open areas uh, for the evenings to rut. All day long, they're fairly quiet. They're shutting off at about 9.15, 9.30 in the morning. I will say the seeking phase is, is kind of complete. Where in my area, uh, I've got big groups of cows with individual bulls. Uh, everything's kind of moving down to these open areas. They're seeking to get to these open areas, these clear cuts, these, these open draws, these sage hillsides. Uh, once, once the moon kind of kicks off, these animals are going full swing rutting all night, um, drinking, eating all night, and then moving back up into the dark timber around that 9.30 in the morning time, uh, right up against the divide. As soon as that sun hits the valley, those elk are trying to get out of sight. But uh, like I said, the seeking phase seems to be over. Um, there is definitely a lot of rut activity going on, big bugles, multiple bugles out of the individual valleys, um, running other bulls off. I, I, you know, where I'm at... These cows necessarily haven't really came full swing yet, but these bulls are grouping them up. Um, and like I said, I'm seeing individual bulls with 35, 40 cows each um, and moving back towards the dark timber in the daylight. Brady, with uh, it, you know a really wet winter, lots of snowfall, and then a very, very dry uh, summer, compared to a lot of Colorado summers. Did you notice anything different as far as elk above timberline, uh, you know, staying up there or moving down sooner, or have you noticed anything in regards to the feed conditions with the dry summer that we've had? You know, last year hunting, 
where I'm at, typically you start around the around the timberline area, the divide, the highest areas possible around opening weekend, and you kind of move mid mountain as the season progresses. This year, it seemed like the water dried up fairly quick uh, on the top side, and a lot of that grass got burned up from it. So those elk were down to mid mountain area to where they usually go through their seeking phase fairly quickly. That second weekend, they were already mid mountain, and then come you know that. September 14th, 15th time, thir- starting around the 13th, they were extremely low. A lot of that water is down there in the lower parts of the valley where the where the sage meets the timber. And it seems like a lot of the elk are kind of hanging around that line, that 9,000-foot mark. There's, there's still some tributary creeks flowing pretty good. However, they're using those as travel corridors to get down to the marshy meadows and, and the willows down at the bottom. What do you so have a little bit, early, a little bit earlier this year? What do you anticipate over the next couple weeks, uh, the, you know, the last part of the archery season in Colorado? Uh, how do you see it playing out, and, and, you know, what kind of behavior do you think the elk are going to be showing? You know, if you haven't harvested yet, uh, I, I think you're going into a really good period. These, these bulls are in these big groups right now, and there's a lot of hunters in the woods with the black powder being active. And it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're rutting at night and these black powder guys are trying to get on them during the day and they're still being in big groups. Once the black powder guys kind of dwindle off, I think by that time a lot of these cows, you know, will be rutted off and start breaking off and peeling off and going into their, going into their sanctuaries. And these bulls are going to have to go roaming and looking for those last stage cows. Um, so currently if you're a black powder guy and haven't harvested or if you're an archery guy and still chasing, I, I think your best bet is to get get to a dark timber patch or get below a dark timber patch between the low zone feed and the dark timber and play ambush because it's really, really difficult to pull those bulls off the cows right now until they start breeding them off. Um, with all the pressure, they're not, they're not extremely responsive to calls. As you know, sometimes a lot of the black powder guys get in there and just uh, they have a tendency to blow some calls extremely fast and kind of put a lot of pressure on these animals once they do find them. But... Um, I think moving forward, you're in a really good position. After these bulls start rutting these cows off, they're going to go into another seeking phase or going out to find those last stage cows. And uh, then you're going to be able to have a, you know, a better chance calling and there's going to be less pressure in the woods with less bodies in there. How do you see, um, you know, like some of these first rifle seasons in October, how do you see them playing out with the rut from, from what you've seen in all the years of hunting and this year? Do you think uh, they'll those first rifle hunters will get definitely a lot of rut activity, or what are you thinking? I truly do. Um, you're going to get those post-rut bulls. I think the late stage of the archery is that last week of the archery. You're going to get some. You're going to. I think the peak week will be that last week of archery as far as the rut goes. Typically, we're on that. That peak week is right around the 15th, and this year it kind of seems to be a week late. Um, and once these once these cows get bred off and start, pe- start peeling off, the bulls are going to go wandering. And that's going to be your late-stage archery and into the first weeks of rifle. That first rifle, I think, is going to have a lot of rut activity. We're still super warm during the days. We're in that 75-degree range during the midday hour. Um, and those bulls just haven't really gone into, gone into any, or had any need to wander off to respond to calls or go chasing late-stage cows. So I, I think those first rifle guys are going to have a really successful season just based off of rut activity and where the stage is right now. Uh, you're going to still be catching bulls, going wandering, chasing calls looking for late-stage cows, and I, I, I have a feeling that first season is going to be a pretty good one here locally. 
what strategies right now for the guys that are, um, you know, kind of waited for the last part of archery season or for those guys that haven't filled their archery season, you know, the OTC tags and such, and even the draw tags in Colorado, um, you know, this last part, what strategies do you think will be working best? Man, as, as, as active as they are right now through that moon phase, they were going pretty well all night. On, on Friday night, uh, this last week, I believe it was the 13th, I, I couldn't get anything to respond. I couldn't get anything to stoke up. And then finally, at about, I went back to camp, had myself some dinner, and then, you know, put my bow in the tent and just went to wandering with a bugle call, with a bugle tube and a handful of cow calls. And I was kind of bouncing ridge to ridge to ridge. And finally, at about 11.30 that night, they stoked off and they went until 9.30. And it's kind of been a continuing trend over the weekend and into even yesterday. Now that the moon's kind of going away, those, it's going to push those bulls. You know, to stay on the openings late, stay on the openings later in the mornings, and so going into this last week, I would I would really highly recommend those bulls are going to be talking later in the morning. Stay as quiet as possible. Get to a decent point where you know you're either below the dark timber or you're on the edge of a clear cut or a big open area stage hillside, and just listen before you put a call in your mouth. Before you go to blowing on a bugle, just try and listen and see if you can't locate something. Because if you can locate something in that last week before you have to put a call in your mouth. You can kind of get up as close as possible to them and then start with subtle cow calls, you know, maybe a young group of cows that moved in, super excited. And then once you get the desired response, you can kind of move into softer, more subtle calls and, you know, maybe even the old maiden call, a long, hyper-hot cow that may be coming in late. And then you're going to get those bulls curious and start to come in to wander. Um, so definitely, I'd say locate is the most important thing and then make your move, slowly move in. Just let him give you his, let him give up his location, and then you can kind of move in and implement your plan there. But there's definitely going to be bulls on the wander uh, that last week. There's no doubt, it's, it's, at least in Middle Park area, um, based off of what I'm seeing. Brady, what are you seeing as far as antler growth uh, compared to past years? You know, is it average, better, worse? What are you seeing out there? You know, I, I'm seeing really good antler growth. This year seems to be uh, that traditional Middle Park bull where it's real, real dark horn, bright ivory tips, um, good mass, and there's a lot of, I mean, even, even the typical, you know, your early, early stage three points, four points are, are small fives this year. They're splitting off. There's, there's definitely the growth there this year that I haven't seen before. I mean, in the last week, I've seen three bulls that will go around that 340 range, anywhere between 330 and 340, so there's definitely quality. And in that middle park area, you know, a 320 bull is a really, really good bull. And this year, just based off the bulls that I'm seeing down in the valley there, they're, uh, like I said, there's a couple bulls around that 340 mark, and, it, and that's a little higher than usual from where we're at. Brady, what do you think some of the biggest mistakes guys make uh, coming to hunt Colorado OTC? You know, just trying to trying to chase that, what you see on TV. You know, you... you throw a call in your mouth and you just start squeaking any cow call, you're, you're getting a little aggressive. I, I see guys bugle until noon, you know, walking right out of the back of their tent, screaming through a bugle tube. I see guys screaming from, from the road, trying to stoke up a response. Um, and if you really, if you want to get detailed on it, if, if you don't know what, it's one thing to know how to blow a call and to make the different sounds of an elk. But if you don't necessarily know exactly what you're bringing to the table, what sounds you're making at what time, um, is where you end up shooting yourself in the foot, and from what I see at least. 
Um, and then whenever you put in a bugle tube in your mouth, I see guys just, where I hear guys, I've seen guys, a lot of times they get a little aggressive. You know, they hear a bull bugle, they get overly excited, which is, I mean, to be expected, I, I still get excited. I still shake whenever I see bulls up close. But, uh, you know, whenever they first put the bugle in their mouth, they think they're going to walk 10 feet out of the tent, let off the biggest rip that they possibly could, and they're going to get everything in the woods fired up with it. Um, take your time. Be patient. Let an animal give itself up to you or, lo you know, give you his location, and then, then implement your plan. Know, know which cow calls you're blowing at which time. Um, know when to quiet down, know when to sit silent, know when that bull is going to be curious and come, you know, come biting harder than, whereas at first glance if you see him and you just start ripping cow call after cow call after cow call, you're giving up your location, you're not sounding realistic, and he has, you know, you're not sparking interest from him. You're not, you're not enticing necessarily. You're kind of confusing at that point. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, you know, uh, it's been awesome getting to pick your brain on Colorado. I look forward to having you on uh, in the future. Um, you know, just one last tip that would you would give those guys going out, um, whether it be the, you know, archery season or just general season in Colorado coming up, uh, you know, being a someone that uh, is very advanced in Colorado hunting, you know, just give them one last bit of advice. Stay quiet. The wind is super is super important right now, and I don't know if one thing that's kind of different this year is those elk for the rut are really seem to be fighting to get into open areas. If you can find yourself between a clear cut or you know a private boundary that or a creek bed that's running a sage hillside that's running up to dark timber, try and get yourself between that clear cut and the, on the edge of that dark timber because a lot come daylight hours and that nine o'clock, 10 o'clock hour in the morning, those bulls are really seeking that dark timber and trying to get away from people. Cows kind of go to wander, but those bulls are seeking that dark timber right now during the day to get away from the heat and to kind of stay quiet. Um, so find, find, I, I grew up on a rule of thumb, never go into the dark timber. There's never a reason to go into the dark timber. Um, so if you can, if you can play ambush for the next couple of days and then going into that last week, like I said, just be patient, kind of use your ears more than your feet. Use your eyes and your ears. Locate an animal. Let him give up his location. And then if, if you're fortunate enough to have, you know, the Onyx system or some sort of GPS mapping system, find the closest dark timber to the animal that you, that you see because chances are he's going to be chasing that dark timber. from. And if you can get between him and implement a plan between him and that dark timber, I think you're going to have really, really good results um, just by, again, being patient. Let him give up a location. Set yourself up. And then once you get the desired response from a, subtle cow call or whatnot, then you can kind of implement any type of plan that you want. But in the next coming weeks, those bulls are going to be super active going back on the seek phase, catching late-stage cows. So it's, it's going to be your opportunity to get between the dark timber and entice a little in. Awesome, buddy. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I look forward to having you on in the future, okay? Definitely, Jay. Have a good day.